0: Diversity tdmlibrary.thediversitymovement.com.
1: We all have a voice. With this podcast, we have a platform. We have an audience. That's you listening to this and you have a network of family, friends, and colleagues. But what do we do with that voice, with that platform, with that audience, with that network? How do we leverage what we have to amplify the good in our community, to showcase the people who are truly making a difference? I'm Jason Gillikin, CEO of EarFluence, and you're listening to Charity Champions, a series that focuses on charities in the triangle area. Each episode will feature a different host talking to someone who's giving back and focusing their time on helping others. Today's episode is hosted by Donald Thompson, CEO of the Diversity Movement and host of the High Octane Leadership Podcast. When we started this series, I asked Don who we should reach out to and the first team he thought of was Easter Seals UCP. And then in my research, I was just floored at the scope and breadth of their give back. And it was such a pleasure to bring them on the show here today. Here's Donald.
2: Hello and welcome to Charity Champions presented by Earfluence Media. I'm Donald Thompson, CEO of the Diversity Movement, author of Underestimated, and for the purposes of this conversation, board member at Easter Seals UCP. Joining me today are two leaders at Easter Seals, a nonprofit that I'm proud to work with both as a board member and a corporate partner. Marta Quintana and Lori Nedervine. Welcome to Charity Champions. I am really, really excited about this. We've been meaning to get together for a little bit, and uh, my schedule, your schedule, all that, but we're here today, and I just can't wait to hear a little bit more deeply about Easter Seals. One of the things I'll say right off the bat is I didn't realize that Easter Seals, North Carolina, Virginia, 2,300 employees serving thousands of people. And the more I got into what you all are doing, the more excited I I became of of being a part of it. But I'm going to let you all, in your own words, share what Easter Seals is up to. Marta, why don't you just tell a little bit about, before we kind of dig into Easter Seals, give a little bit about your background, how you came to join the organization And then we'll do the same with with Lori.
3: Okay. I'm happy to. So I've been with the Easter Seals family for over 12 years now. I was with Easter Seals South Florida until March of this year when I joined Easter Seals UCP here in North Carolina. Actually, our current uh, CEO, Luann Welsh, she was in Easter Seals South Florida. She was the CEO back then in 2010, hired me there. Um, She took the position of CEO here in um, Easter Seals, UCP, North Carolina in 2014. And we've been back and forth trying to get me here. (laughs) And then, you know, everything is all about timing. And January of this year, I visited. I got to meet some of the board members. I got to meet um, the leadership team and talk to all of them, learn about the impact that we're making with all of our programs throughout both states. And I just fell in love with the mission and the work here. And I was like, you know what? I can't think of a better place to be than at Easter Seals UCP. So here I am.
2: (laughs) And welcome to North Carolina. Thank you,
3: thank you.
2: (laughs) What about your background and your experience with the organization?
4: Well, um, I've dedicated my career to serving individuals living on the autism spectrum and their families. And then I earned an MBA in 2018. And what sets Easter Seals apart and why I'm here is the unique leadership. They really look into the future and think about the gaps, not only in services now, but where we'll all need help in the future. And they allow me to meld both my business skills and my clinical treatment experience to come up with innovative solutions and create new programs that are really amazing. And so I'm very grateful for that.
2: Oh, that is fantastic. And so pleased to have you both here. Marta, for someone that doesn't really understand Easter SEALs mission. What is Easter SEALs all about? How does Easter SEALs serve folks with mental disabilities, folks that are uh, dealing with issues within the home, whether it be alcohol abuse or different things domestically? Give us a little rundown on how Easter SEALs makes an impact in its community.
3: Okay, so the mission of Easter SEALs is to provide exceptional services so that meaningful and exceptional services so that children, adults, and families living with disabilities and mental health challenges can live, learn, work, and play in their communities. We have a diverse number of programs throughout both states, and we provide a comprehensive array of meaningful and exceptional home and community-based services. We provide these services to over 20,000 children, adults, and families with disabilities throughout North Carolina and Virginia. We do that, Donna, as you said, with 2,300 staff members, 24-7, 365 days a year. We have over 40 group homes here in North Carolina. We also have 140 sites throughout both states. But then we also provide um, DSPs, um, direct service providers that go into the home and bring the services to the children or the adults that are being served.
2: That is powerful. And one of the things when we talk about diversity equity inclusion, a lot of times we talk about race, we talk about sexual orientation, right? We may talk about generational, we talk about gender, but a lot of times we don't have the discussion around disabilities. And so what Easter Seals is doing is really powerful because it's really opening the doors for us as a community, right to be more thoughtful, right of people that uh, need a little support. And Easter Seals is there to do it. Lori, you mentioned briefly the work that you do in the uh, with folks in the autism spectrum, Educate us a little bit, because while we've heard the terms, maybe we don't really know what autism is and some of the array of services that Easter Seal specifically does in that space.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, it's, the words keep changing, and that's what the beauty is of, of a journey on, on DEI, DEI and underserved populations. So I think that we've talked about autistic, we've talked about Asperger's syndrome, but right now the way it's characterized is called autism spectrum disorder, and it's, it's a range of core features In communication and socialization and behavioral characteristics that different individuals have. And so every individual is different. So I think that's kind of something that people don't always understand. And of course, early intervention is a great thing to have early identification. We've come a long way with being able to diagnose better and do research based on treatments. One of the treatments that Easter Seals UCP has, is called Applied Behavioral Analysis, ABA. And we have different centers, autism centers, that treat uh, individuals and their families in the home and the community.
2: One of the things that, you know, as I learn more about Easter Seals and kind of the way that we show up in, in the community, what are some of the things that people can do? To get involved with Easter Seals, right? Because as a as a donor or potential donors, that's Marta something that you work with. How does a corporation work with you? How does an individual get involved? Talk to us a little bit about how we can be supportive.
3: Oh, absolutely. So, with corporations as with individuals, we have a conversation. I like to find out if they do team building or if they if the corporation has um, a focus of of. Um, areas in the community that they support. So all that plays on what opportunities we can provide. So we do so much that we can actually provide volunteer opportunities at any of our group homes or any of our centers throughout both states. So that's a great way, not just to engage the corporation hopefully inspire them to want to support us financially but also to engage their employees and it's not just about money it's also about raising awareness of the programs we provide there could be somebody at that company that has a child with a disability or has a child that they're seeing a problem they're seeing something that is they're they're not thriving um as they should be for their for their age and they can reach out to us and we could be that resource. So when I approach a company, I don't just approach them to, oh, we can engage for financial reasons, or, but it's also we can be a resource for your employees. Um, something that I didn't mention earlier, I have a son who is thriving. He's doing great. He has a great job, but he was diagnosed with Asperger's at the age of 14. I went through a lot of challenges from the age of three. It really... Became a problem at, at when he reached the sixth grade, and fortunately, I was married at the time. We were in a situation where we we had access to healthcare and to doctors, and we were able to get you know get him properly diagnosed and identify and get him the treatments. I love to do this because there's a lot of families out there that don't have that same privilege or opportunity, and we provide those type of services. I believe it's 92% of the population that we serve come from, um, you know, families in need that are underserved families. That
2: is powerful. I think a lot of times, right, when you think about nonprofits and the relationship with corporations, you think about asking for donations, right? Like in simple and financial thing, what you described, is that ability to create employee engagement, which if we think about trends in better workplaces, employees are looking to work with companies and stay with companies that are doing powerful things in their community. And so having that as a team building activity, I just learned something, right? Because I I just didn't think about it in in that way. The second thing that is really, really powerful is that employees are not as productive if home isn't right. And so if being a resource with uh, kids that are not thriving as well as they could be, but you can take some of that stress off the parent because there's a plan, there's an opportunity to move forward. Now, all of a sudden, that's good for the family, but that's also good for the business. And so thank you so much for sharing that more deeply uh, in terms of, of what we're doing. I really appreciate it. Lori, I'm looking at my notes here. Oh, do you want to add something? Please do. I did want to add, I wanted
4: to tag onto that and plug our um, open camp. Camp Easter Seals is in Virginia, but anybody can attend that camp and at any ability. And so that gives parents respite or family the whole family respite that they may not have. And it gives an individual that may not be able to go into a a mainstream camp, a, a away camp overnight for a week. With all the support that they need and to do all of the things that other kids and adults get to do, swimming and boating. And it doesn't matter. There's not a no.
3: You get access.
2: That is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. No, I appreciate that very much. And continue to jump in because I got so many questions. (laughs) And that
3: transition period is so important when a family Mm -hmm. starts to detect those challenges and, and, and those things. In, in, their, in their children. And from there to just doing the research and accessing those resources and getting connected, it can sometimes take months to years. So that's the work that we do is really important.
2: That is phenomenal. Let's take a quick break. As a Black professional, I faced many challenges inherent to contemporary America. I had to fight to secure my place and fulfill my dreams. Underestimated. A CEO's unlikely path to success is my story. Whether you are a young person of color, a rising leader in your organization, or someone who may feel a little bit lost, there is a path forward that is built on grit, determination, perseverance, and drive. I've dedicated my career to developing my leadership skills and then coaching others towards success. In Underestimated, you can follow my unique path, uncovering business and life lessons that can help anyone realize their dreams. You can order underestimated wherever books are sold and find more information at donaldthompson.com. Now, back to the show. I was looking at my notes and Lori, this question's for you. (laughs) I saw something in there about food
0: and (laughs) I like food.
2: And so it says that you're developing a culinary department Right, talk to me yeah. a little bit about about this this new new okay. opportunity.
4: It's called Culinary Connections and we want to provide an array of culinary skills and wellness classes for different age groups and different group needs. We piloted Recipe for Independence which targets 16 and up individuals living with intellectual and developmental disabilities so that they can be more independent and have a lot more practice and confidence in the kitchen and learn some safety sanitation and um, and connect socially, which food does. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way they can be more independent. They could pack their lunch if they got a job. They could possibly think about moving out on their own and not just be dependent on fast food or somebody in their family to make food for them.
2: It's one of the things that we can often take for granted. And some of those skills, right? Like it's one thing to help someone financially. It's one thing to provide services, but it's another thing to teach someone to take care of themselves. And what a sense of pride, right? Like in addition to be able to making food and sustenance and all those good things. But when you're able to do more on your own, there's that sense of strength and pride and empowerment. And what a wonderful way to do it uh, through something fun. Which is food. <laughs> we can all, all relate. You.
4: We're really excited about developing that more.
2: So now, Lori, can you talk to yes. me about some of the data around disabilities oh. and autism? Right? Like get into the practicality of really what we're facing mm-hmm. in our in our country.
4: So at Easter Seals, we always talk about that we're all touched by somebody with a disability. In our lifetime, we will be. And these statistics will prove that. So 61 million people in the United States have some type of disability. One in six children has a developmental disability. One in five teens has a mental health condition. One in five adults will experience mental illness this year. 66% of North Carolinians living with a disability are unemployed. And that percentage is in the 90s for if you're on the autism spectrum disorder. You're either unemployed or underemployed. And that's, I'm very passionate about employment and, and that's underserved Population, And I think that is one way that companies and businesses could get more involved, honestly. But in general, we have a long way to go to be more inclusive in our communities.
2: So let's unpack a little bit um, the employment construct. What can organizations do, right, to create a better environment to employ people with uh, intellectual disabilities? And how do we get them to do it?
4: There's stereotypes that are barriers. I think a lot of employers wonder if people are capable of doing the same work at the same level as neurotypical people or people without um, mental behavioral health challenges. I think they might believe that um, it's going to cost them money or that they're going to, um, it'll disrupt their business somehow. And all of these things are really not true. Um, having people, giving people the right support, which we have an employment service line that works with individuals that live with mental and behavioral health challenges and developmental disabilities, and um, different models to work and fund that. So I think that seeing people doing the the valuable work and earning it and being being the best employee at a, a business, that's changing minds and changing awareness. And I think. Give just giving somebody a chance. Give them a, just give them a mock interview. Give them a task. Give them a volunteer or internship, and then see how that changes the culture of your whole office.
3: Wow, I think it's educating companies too. Mm-hmm. So somebody like Lori walking in and and explaining how to work with a person with disabilities, you know, and and how to. I, I think through HR, I know that there's companies that try to try to do that, and, and they work with their HR departments. But definitely, educating companies is critical.
2: As I'm thinking through right now, both as a board member of Easter Seals, but as an entrepreneur, CEO, and sitting on boards of companies, number one, I agree with you in terms of the education, because it's something that you would want to do, but you don't understand how to do. Right, And as a business leader, if you want to do something, but you don't understand the path forward, you kind of move on to something else. Right, And so I think the educational and the awareness go hand -hand, uh, hand in hand in terms of how we do that. So I'd love to explore that kind of maybe offline of this dialogue, because I think there's an opportunity with diversity, equity, inclusion as a major topic to introduce something new, but not just a concept. One of the things that people are falling down is they're introducing all these new terms, concepts and different things, and people are getting inundated with that. But there's not enough of how do you fix it? How do you hire and work with and help create an environment for someone that uh, has disabilities? And I think if we provide those answers, we would have more takers, right, right in terms of those things. And so I'd love to, to hear more, more about that. When you think about the work of Easter Seals and the work you all are, are, are doing, talk to me a little bit about your leadership, and in particular, uh, Louane. And she's recently been named by the Triangle Business Journal. She's won a DEI award but you all are both very accomplished business leaders. Why have you come to work with her as a leader? What stands out about your CEO?
3: I would love to start with that. So like I said, I've now I've been working with Luann for, I worked with her for four, oh, close to five years in Miami. And um, I really missed her when she left. She's very innovative. She allows you to have your own ideas and your own voice. So you come to her with something and she'll help you develop it or like she encourages you. So having that in a leader is incredible. She's not a micromanager and she she's very much about our strengths. So I am one that I need to be reporting back. And I get very excited, and she's there, and she listens. So she she meets us all, and 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 I get to be at the at our daily four p.m. leadership team meetings, and she meets us all where we're at, and she's a support system. She's a rock. I love working with her.
2: That is awesome,
3: Lori.
4: How am I supposed to top that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I agree hundred percent with all of that. I mean, I think once you meet Luann. Well, when I met her, I just said, I want to follow a leader through the fire. And I think I found it. And it's hard to find. And I think the second thing is she's always your support. You don't really feel, you know, threatened or micromanaged, but she listens. And that is so powerful in a leader, somebody with, that has done as much as she's done, and, and we all value her and respect her, but she doesn't go around to toot her own horn. She's
3: very humble. And and if I may say something else, um, she's someone I I can text her at eight o'clock at night or at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning because I'm working on something and she answers. I don't have to wait around till Monday. I know she's there for all of us. It's not just with me. Any of us can call her and she's there and she's passionate about the work. Like, you want to follow her. You want to, you know, she comes up with an idea or whatever. You want to share it with her because she is passionate about the people that we serve. And that's awesome, too, It's authentic.
2: Yeah, I I would say from my perspective as a board member, when I was having initial conversations um, with Luann about being on the Easter Seals uh, board, the enthusiasm and the passion for the work is absolutely contagious. And I was thinking through not Easter Seals so much as just like, all these different things I have in my plate, and I, do I have time for this thing? And then at the end, I was like, "Well, I'm going to just cut something else out because I'm doing this, right? And, and, and I'm doing this with with the win." And so I definitely share that not only that enthusiasm, but that push, right, as a protector of those that don't have a voice, and that comes through in a in a big way. Can I um, say one more thing, no, though? Because sure.
4: about the diversity thing, you know, she's she's always been about that. She's always been into individualization, listening to people's voices. It's not just like, oh, it's trending now. She's always been doing that work. And and I think you see that in how she manages. But if you tell her something that's bothering you about what you're seeing in the culture or an idea to improve it, or you give her a pitch for any kind of new innovative thing, she actually listens without being defensive. And she has enacted a lot of things from anybody. Anyone's allowed to email her. You could be on the front line. You can live wherever. You don't have to be at the headquarters. She's, there's no facade there. She's real.
2: That's so powerful. I think one of the things our listeners will gain is, number one, we're listening and learning about Easter Seals. But you also shared some very powerful comments on leadership characteristics and that ability to listen and that ability to follow up and follow through on what you hear from your team and that being available, right? And all of those things are characteristics that I try to model. Uh, I don't have it all together, but uh, but working on it and, and making sure we improve. And so that's really powerful. Marta, let me come back to you. What are some programs that you're excited about that you'd like to tell folks about that we can get specifically involved?
3: So um, the holidays are coming up and everybody it, likes to get involved and, and give back. We're, many of us are, are very fortunate to to have jobs mm-hmm. and to be in a, in a position where we can give back. So... Um, We have lots of opportunities for companies and individuals through toy drives for our kiddos, adopting one of our foster care families over the holidays, whether it is to, you know, bring a turkey in and the trimmings for a Thanksgiving dinner or in December um, decorating. Like I said, we have over 40 group homes. So, you know, adopting a group home and coming and, you know, putting up a Christmas tree or decorations around the house with the, with the, group home residents, providing a gift for each of them, those type of activities, and much more. So I'll be sharing my our website and my direct contact information. So any of your listeners who are interested, you know, be more than happy to, to share those um, opportunities. We are also going to be participating in Giving Tuesday. That's in, I think it's international or a Day of Giving. It's November 29, 2022, and we hope all your listeners will remember Easter Seals UCP and and donate. We're actually, as you know, um, done putting together a board match campaign where every dollar that is raised will be matched dollar for dollar. So whatever, whatever funds we raised uh, th- during Giving Tuesday um, or at any of our events will be matched. That so awesome. that's exciting. People like to know that their money is, you know, that they're investing in us and their money is going to multiply.
2: <laughs> that is fantastic. One of the things is you're getting the word out about Easter seals and anything really that's new to a listener, right? What are some misconceptions about Easter seals that we want to kind of take this moment and, and knock away those cobwebs, so to speak?
3: The biggest misconception, and I've been dealing with this like for over 12 years, is trying to connect with a company or an individual and not getting a response. And then finally, when I get with them, and it happened to me not too long ago here, a couple of weeks ago, I heard the same thing. It's like, listen, we love what you do, but our policy dictates that we do not support religious organizations. And the reason being that we've, um, Easter Seals at a national level, rebranded several years ago. So our logo now, it's a starburst and Easter Seals is one word. Before, if you may remember, it was a seal with a lily on it, and it was Easter, two words, Easter seals. So a lot of people think, because of the name, and it's, you know, with the lily and everything, that we're a religious organization. So that's, yeah, that's that's one.
4: Yeah, I thought
3: that we were, (laughs) and I looked that up on the web before I met Louine. (laughs)
4: Um, What else? Oh, we serve North Carolina and Virginia. A lot of affiliates from Easter Seals National are maybe one whole state or even a portion of the state like South Florida. So I think the fact that we're in lots of communities and we're continuously expanding, I think a lot of people don't know that we serve the whole lifespan, that we serve the whole person, um, mental behavioral health, you know, foster care, and people with disabilities. Something else that can be confusing about our Name is that we have UCP behind Easter Seals, and that stands for United Cerebral Palsy. We merged with that organization in the 2000s. And so I think just if you see one of our email addresses, it's really complicated. It's Easter Seals UCP. <laughs> so, um, what that means is that we serve even more people with physical
3: challenges.
2: That's awesome. No, thanks for that. What are some of the ways that our listeners can get in touch with you all?
3: They can call me directly at 919-418-4275 or email me at marta, M-A-R-T-A, dot Quintana. that's q-u-i-n-t-a-n-a at eastersealsucp.com. Uh,
2: before we close out, is there anything I didn't ask? Anything that you'd like to have on an end note before we close up our time together?
3: Well, we have two additional events that I'd like to mention. Saturday, December 3rd, we're partnering with Kendra Scott throughout all their locations in North Carolina and Virginia. So from noon to 3 p.m. on December 3rd, all purchases made um, at their locations, we will receive 20% of those, uh, of those donations. Also, they are going to be providing a unique um, code for that weekend. So for 48 hours, if you use that unique link, they will um, also send us 20% of those purchases made. All that information is on our website. And we're also bringing back um, the Glow Run Newburn. So as we all know, we went through the pandemic. So the last Glow Run was in 2019. Glow Run Newburn is a 5K event. It starts at 7.30 p.m and all the runners and families get in costume and they wear glow sticks and have a great time and all the proceeds raised at that event stay in that community. So the programs that we serve in that community, it's a, it's a great opportunity also to support us by registering as a runner or um, sponsoring the event if you're interested. And there's also a link on our website for uh, fundraising. So if you wanna help and fundraise or support one of the runners, you can also do so.
2: That is fantastic. Lori, Marta, thank you so much for joining us today on the Charity Champions podcast presented by EarFluence Media. For all of you listening, if you can, please share this episode with your network so we can spread the good word about Easter Seals. Also, I challenge you to make a difference. I know you're busy, but there are people in your community that need help. I'm Donald Thompson, and we'll see you soon on the Charity Champions podcast.
1: Hey, everyone, it's Jason Gilligan with EarFluence back again. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of Charity Champions. This season, we are showcasing so many different ways to get involved, whether that's through volunteering, donating, or simply spreading the word about these amazing charities in the Triangle. And I encourage you to take action. Thanks so much to Donald, Lori, and Marta. So impressive what they're doing to support this community. For more information on Easter Seals UCP, visit Eastersealsucp.com. Until next time, I'm Jason Gilligan, and you've been listening to Charity Champions from Earfluence Media.